Hey, it's Christopher with Simple Septic Secrets. Thanks for checking out my podcast. Listening to me rant in the vehicle as I drive to the next job I'm going to. I have to go and do another bid for another septic system. Yesterday I went and did one for a... Am I going the right way? It's here. Okay. Yesterday I had to go and do one for a brand new septic system. They're putting in a two-bedroom ADU, which is basically a a small little house next to the main house. Interestingly enough, they made them put in, based on the size of the house, they only had to put a 1,200-gallon tank, but they did a soil suitability test, like a nitrate loading test, and due to the whatever they found in the soil, they actually had to put a 2,000-gallon tank in to compensate for the the nitrates or something. I don't know. I don't quite understand that. I'd like to understand that. I should look more into it, but I don't really get it why that would, how that would solve anything other than maybe by having a bigger tank, the sewage stays in there slightly longer and it gives it a little bit more time for it to finally absorb or something. Other than that, though, I have no idea. Is the coast clear? All right, I can go. There we go. That's interesting. You almost never see sheriffs in a pickup truck. That's like an early 2000s truck with just the light bar on top, a little push bar. It's like a really old truck out here in the country. Usually you see militarized stuff. You know, the if they're going to have a truck, it's going to be like lifted and maybe not lifted, but it's going to be a lot newer. And the crazy thing is when they have the SWAT vehicle, that thing is badass. It's like straight out of something you'd see in a war zone it's crazy with the turret on top and all that it's pretty nuts you know you fucked up but that thing shows up at your door but anyway so i'm going to check out another job and based on the symptoms here i'm hoping i can fix it by digging up the distribution box replacing the pipes to the tank i mean to the distribution box and the header pipes a lot of the times that's what i can do Uh, But if it's saturated, then we have to move over and put in something new. Usually what you'll see is, like for this, for example, the one I'm going to, they have five people living there uh, on a 1,400-gallon tank. And the last known permit for working on it was was 2000, so 23 years ago. They've only lived there a year. There's a couple things that you can look for as far as possibly being able to fix it versus putting in something new and one of the things you can do is get a probe Uh, a probe is i mean just google it it's a it's a t-handle like a metal t-handle with a long shaft with a tip on it you can try to make your own but it, it sucks it's so much better to have an actual probe because the having the the real probe has like a tip on the front that's wider than the actual shaft if you just take a shaft and sharpen it it's so hard to use anyway so you get a probe and if you can, you try to get access to the permit so you can have basically a map of where the system's laid out. If you can't get access to the permit or there's no permits or whatever, then you need to be able to find your septic tank and kind of reverse engineer from there. So you have your septic tank and then your distribution box and then you'll have like a little bit of separation and then your leach lines. So you want to get in, find the leach lines. Uh, a lot of the older ones are gravel. I think this only works on gravel leach lines. I've never done this on an infiltrator system. 
because the infiltrator systems generally don't get plugged with roots in my experience. It has happened one time I saw it. It was crazy amount of roots. They had these like 55 foot tall eucalyptus, eucalyptus trees lining the leech line and it completely choked it off. And in that case, it had to be replaced. It was choked off so bad. But back to what I was saying, that you have to do it with the, the rock leech line. So you find the leech line and you go out maybe 20, 30 feet and probe down into the, into the rock once you find the rock. And once you hit the rock, you got to jam it up and down a bunch of times and get it you know, pretty deep into the rock. Um, sometimes you'll poke a hole in the pipe. That's not really that concerning because the pipe's already full of holes anyway, so I'm not really worried about that. So you get the, the probe down into the rock, and when you pull the probe out, you want to look at it. So you'll either see it's all nasty and wet, or sometimes if it's really saturated, you'll actually have water squirt up like six inches out of the ground. When you pull the probe out, it sucks the water up with it. So in that case, it looks like the lines are saturated. So if, it, if the water is squirting out or it's really black, uh, you can move forward another 10, 15 feet, do it again, and check it. Um, you'll go about halfway down the leech line, and if it's doing that the entire way or go to the end, then you know that it's completely saturated. But if you probe it down in there and you pull it out, and what you see is it, it'll just look like fine uh, powder on the tip of the probe with no moisture or anything, that's a very good sign that the water's not getting to the leech field. Oftentimes it's a giant tree or if it was put in a long time ago and it was concrete, uh, the co old concrete pipes, they, they get broken apart by all the, the gases. So what you end up seeing is the top half of the pipe collapse. And when it collapses, the dirt on top or the rock on top and everything just falls in on itself and the water can't travel anywhere. So that's one of the reasons there's roots, which obviously choke off the, the pipe completely. Uh, the other reason is the distribution box can get full of sludge and scum and roots, or it can over time get eaten by the gases and break apart. So there's a bunch of reasons why it can happen, but all you really need to know is, is it wet or is it dry? Now, if it's dry, I tell people, and I check a few different spots, I say, hey, look, uh, I'm like 99% sure this is going to be dry, but the only way to know for sure is to get a piece of equipment over here. I mean, if you're doing it yourself, you could dig it with a shovel. Just, I don't, that's a lot if I was digging them up all the time, it'd be hard on your back. But if it's for your own house and you're trying to fix it, you could dig it with a shovel too. So I say, I'm 99% sure this is dry, but I'm not going to know 100% until I get a piece of equipment here to dig down. Because sometimes you can dig down into it and the top half of the rock is dry, but underneath it's all wet and that's why you want to try to get the probe as deep as possible into the rock so <clears throat> you dig up that spot that you had marked out with paint for the where the leech line is and if it's totally dry then once you get to the top of the pipe you cut the pipe cut a piece out or cut a hole in the top with a hole saw or you know just basically cut a hole in it and then stick a water hose in there and the water should just disappear down that that leech line as much water as you put in, it should just disappear. I mean, don't leave it on all day, but put it in for maybe five minutes or so. And as long as the water just keeps disappearing down in the leech line, you know you're good. Now, once that you've established that it'll take water, you have to figure out, okay, why is the water from the septic tank not getting to this leach field? So from there, 
you have to work your way back to the distribution box. Well, actually, let's take a step back. Don't do that. If you were to work your way back, you would dig up the whole leech line as you go. You don't want to do that. So once you've established that like, pretty far out that the leech line is dry, you want to skip back over to the septic tank and work your way from the outlet pipe to the distribution box. The reason you go that way instead of working your way back is if you were to say you're in the middle of the leech line and you're like, oh, great, this is dry. I'll just chase this back to the, the septic tank. If you do that, you're going to be tearing up the leech line all the way back to where the distribution box is. And it can, you know, you can lose 20 or 30 feet of leech line. It'd be a waste. So what you want to do is go to the septic tank, open up the top of the tank and see where the pipe's going out. If you have multiple pipes going out, well, then um, work on the one that is headed in the direction you're working in. So you want to carefully dig down to the top of that pipe and keep following it all the way till you get to the distribution box. From the distribution box, you can look and see, oh, is the distribution box okay? Is it damaged? Is it taking water? Uh, a lot of times it won't be. It won't be, it won't be taking water. It'll be damaged. That, that's a big one of the, the main things that gets destroyed is the distribution box. So dig down to there and figure out why the water is not getting from the septic tank to the leach line. One of the things you're going to want to do also is you're going to want to pump the septic tank down. Either pump, if, it had, if it's been a while, go ahead and pay to have it pumped out completely. If you've just pumped it, then maybe have it pumped down the six inches below the pipe going out. Because if you were to dig that with the excavator or by hand, once you get to that spot where it's plugged and you break it open, it's going to drain, you know, two or 300 gallons into your hole and it's going to be a huge mess. So you definitely want to drain it down before you dig it. The only benefit to leaving the water high is say if, uh, like I did one the other day where we had to, we couldn't access the pipe completely because it was under this like 80 year old tree. The pipe went right under the, under the bottom. So, we left the tank water high and I dug on the other side of the tree and broke it free and I let all the tank water drain into the hole. That way I was able to establish that water can go from the tank to the other side of the tree. But for your average purpose, you're just going to want to pump it down so you don't have to end up with a huge mess. Uh, where am I at here? Make sure I'm going in the right spots. Okay, get on that on the frontage road. Okay, so that's what I generally do. And what I tell customers also, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but I'll say, look, we'll come out for a two-hour minimum. And within those two hours, you're going to know, can I replace this? Can I fix this system? Why is it not working? Or is it going to need something brand new? So... I generally, so far, there hasn't been one I haven't been able to fix. One of the things you can run into, though, and this is a possibility, is say you dig down to the leech line, and it is dry. It's bone dry. The No water is getting through there. But say you're next to like a bunch of redwoods, because those are really notorious for this. It is possible that there's so many roots growing in between the rocks that it just locks everything together, and then it doesn't drain. So in that case, you can either try to bust up some of the rocks there and uh, see if you can get it to drain through the rocks. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. If it's completely locked, you're going to have to put in a new leech line. You can try to kind of 
stick the water hose in there and see if you can bust any of that up, but you'll probably need a new beach line. The other thing is if you could run into one of these concrete pipes or uh, Orangeburg pipes, which is basically tar paper from, you know, like World War II times, and it'll be completely demolished. There'll be nothing left. You have no pipe to hook to. And in that case, what you can do is dig into the rock a few feet, stick a pipe in the middle where the pipe would go, and then cover it with rock. And in that, it just basically turns into a fringe drain. So when the water hits the rock, it'll travel through the rock even though there's no pipe. Ideally, you want a pipe to hook to, but you can just stick it into the rock and it should still work. So those are some of the ways that I'm able to take a leach field that's not working and get it fixed. Um, also, if you already have the distribution box already dug up, it's a good idea to replace it, even if it's if you think, oh, this one's okay, there's a few years left on it, it's like they're like a hundred bucks. Just replace it. it. Might take you a couple hours, but then you're not gonna have to worry about it because that's probably one of the weakest points on the system is the distribution box. I see it again and again and again. And the distribution box, all it is is a small little concrete box, maybe one foot by like nine inches wide. Um, in some areas, they're circle. They're probably, they probably come in all different shapes and sizes. In our area, you only really see like two different types. But obviously, there's septic systems all around the United States, and there's probably tons of different sizes. But they also call them a junction box, a D box, distribution box. First, I'm going to call it a P box, and I don't know what exactly that stands for. But the idea is the water comes into the septic tank. There's a baffle in between, and the baffle stops all the solids and the, the paper and, and the sludge. And as the bacteria eat it, it falls to the bottom. So you have thick, heavy paper on top, you have clear water in the middle, and you have your sludge on the bottom. So as you're using the septic system, it kind of filters out all the solids. And from the septic tank, it goes to the distribution box, where it drops down another two inches as far as like the pipe goes into it and then there's a pipe coming in and then there's a pipe going out that drops like two inches. And from there, you'll have one, two, three, or four, or even more uh, lines come out of the distribution box. And the idea behind a distribution box is that it will, the water will come in and it'll evenly distribute the water between the different leach lines. And if you have a good D-box, in the future, say your lines are saturated, you can just dig up the D-box and stick a new line coming right out the side. Although, most of the time what I see is when we dig up the distribution box, you have to replace it before you can stick a new line in because, like I said, they're the weakest part of the system and a lot of times they're rotten. So they, they end up rotting a lot. For a while there, we were actually bypassing the distribution box. We were just putting teas, like sanitary teas and stuff on there, but then we found out that, at least in our county, that's illegal, or at least it's like not up to code, so we had to stop doing it. But in my opinion, it seems like it would work the best because those plastic pipes are never, ever, ever going to rot. So it doesn't make any sense why you couldn't do it. Just like you're allowed to put a valve on the, the lines to shut off each different line, but you have to have the... Oh, wait, no, you're not. Never mind. I just found out you're not allowed to. You used to be able to put a valve on, on, on the lines there, but they don't let you do that anymore, unless you're adding 100% replacement. But if it was up to me and it was my house, even if I would recommend putting a valve, if you have more than one leech line, unless you have like six people living in the house, but I would be able to, so that way you can shut off one leech line and all the water is going to go to only one 
And if you do that for about a year, maybe a year and a half, all the water under the, or all the sludge and the debris and all that shit that was down in there is going to dry up and you're going to be able to, uh, after about a year, shut that one or open the dry one and shut the wet one and you can get so much more out of your system because you always have one drying out. I guess the theory is that if you were to put a valve in, they don't like the fact that um, they think that, you know, the system may not handle it. Like, say, it can't keep up on only just the one leech line there. But my thought is, if it can't keep up, well, you have a valve. You can just open up the other one. Or you could even shut the valve partially so most of the water goes to one side or the other. There's a few different options. Uh, it just depends on your local regulations and all that kind of stuff. Every place has their own rules. For example, here where we live, the deepest hole we can drill is 25 feet deep. Now you can drive 45 minutes to an hour away and you can drill a 60 foot hole. Uh, and it just depends on the water table and all that kind of stuff. Somebody had already figured all this kind of stuff out. Uh, a lot of the rules are there to protect the people, protect the water, protect the homeowners. And some of the rules don't make any sense to me. And when I ask the inspectors, they say, I don't know, those are just the rules. So some things make sense, some things don't. One of the ones that didn't make sense to me is when you're tying in a new a sewer line. So say you're getting rid of the septic system and you're going to put a new sewer line. <clears throat> you have to put a two-way clean-out in at the house. That makes sense. That way if, if uh, it gets plugged up or grease or whatever, you can run the snake in it. But that two-way clean-out has to be cast iron even though it doesn't the, the pipe doesn't have to be cast iron just the just the clean out which i think last time i checked they're like 300 dollars. so you have to have a cast iron two-way clean out but it gets worse because they want that clean out to be totally level which would mean there'd be water standing in it just a little bit all the time so over the years that two-way clean out is going to rust out and you're going to have to replace it it's going to take a while but it's going to rust out versus having like a, a two-way four-inch ABS or two-way four-inch DWV clean-out, which is never going to rot out, or at least not in our lifetimes. So there's some weird rules like that that don't quite make sense, but just depends on the area you live and all that kind of stuff. So I'm about to get to this job, and hopefully I can find a dry leash line for them and hook it up. The other reason I like doing this is because, so say I need to put in a new leash line and two pits. Uh, that's about like $9,500 after like the permit and pumping and all that, right? So almost $10,000. It could be $10,000 depending on the area if I have to go 40 feet or 50 feet of leech line, 60 feet, whatever. Uh, we don't make a ton of money on that. The majority of that is like the subcontractors and putting it in and all that kind of stuff. So we don't make a ton of money on it. But I, I don't know why I said but. So the other one is doing replacing the distribution box. For that one, I charge $3,000 plus materials. So your average job comes out to like $4,000. The customer ends up with a couple dry leech lines. Basically same result, everything works, you know, for the next 10, 20 years, whatever, um, depending on the house and leaks and all that kind of stuff. But we make substantially more on that cheaper $3,000, $4,000 job than we do the other way around because the D box costs us maybe a hundred bucks, the pipe, you know, a couple hundred bucks, the labor, a couple hundred bucks. So, you know, putting a couple grand in the bank versus 
last time I checked the spreadsheet for that almost $10,000 job and like way more work, I think it was like $2,300 uh, you know, overhead and profit, which is crazy to me because that is so much friggin' work. And that's also kind of our fault in the sense that this competitor here, he can charge less and he can make substantially more because I have to pay to have the rock trucked in. He's got his own rock truck. He can like, you know, go and uh, he's got a big uh, giant tin wheeler. He can have the rock delivered. He's got a transfer trailer. And then also I have to pay that guy a thousand dollars per hole for the smallest hole with a two hole minimum. So there's $2,000 there plus the rocks, another thousand. So there's $3,000 in costs, not including the, the actual leech line itself. The actual leech line is another almost thousand dollars for that. So there's $4,000. So yeah, that you end up making like $2,000 or so, 2,300. It's kind of crazy. So I'd much rather go and hook these up and the customer's happy because they're paying half of what they would have paid, you know, little, little more than half, a little less than half. So everyone's happy. We're happy. And when they do need a leech line all these years later, they're going to call us because we treated them right. And we were honest to them in the first place. Cause I'll give people the option. Hey, we could put a brand new leech line in, or we could do this. I think we can get it working for you again. And they always, almost always choose the, the distribution box here, just replacing all that, getting it all hooked up. But all right, I just got out to this customer's house, so I'm going to go take a look at it and see what happens. If you have any questions, comments, look me up at simpleseptiksecrets.com. I mean, Simple Septic Secrets on YouTube. Email me, Christopher at Simple Septic Secrets. And I'll get back to you if you have any septic questions or want to say hello or whatever. Till the next one, talk to y'all later. Later. Later, Gator.